It's time for NRL Supercoach Roundtable Discussion. We go a little bit deeper in our quest for victory. Now, here's your hosts, Holly G, Ryan MS, Peter Haskell, and Andrew Molnar. Yeah, a very warm welcome to another edition of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Joining me today, Peter Hanscom, how are you, mate? Oh, very good, thanks, Paul. How are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. We've, uh, we've, we can't go to the bench. We've lost a man off our regular lineup. Ryan MS is uh, down for the count, so uh, just the two of us today, Moldog, Andrew Moldog, Mullen Aroli, not able to make it either. But we can still go through a lot of information um, for you. We've got some tweets coming up later on. We're going to get to have a, running a predictor through that. We're also going to look ahead to rounds uh, 24, um, maybe look at some good matchups there. But we've got to go through the recaps for round 23 as well to let you know how that um, all went down, going all the way back to last Thursday night. And uh, the Cowboys, well... <laughs> It wasn't a great day for them. They looked a little flat after coming off that tough game against the Sharks. Uh, they weren't quite up for it with that, that fairly short turnaround, I guess you'd say. Justin O'Neill had the best game. and He scored 80. Uh, Michael Morgan, 73, tried hard throughout. Gavin Cooper, 62. He was quite good on the edge. Uh, Jason Tamalolo, 53. I thought he hit back quite well after a poor game last oh, the, the week before. And Jonathan Thurston, very much targeted. He got to 47, but uh, very much targeted by the South's um, defence. Um, in fact, they made a bit of an issue about it after the North Queensland players and coach not too happy about it. Lachlan Coote, well, he played well as well, 52. Uh, but Jake Granville, 44. And the, and the forwards, uh, Pete. Ben Hannett, 45. Matt Scott, 41. James Temo, 49. A bit quiet, a bit quieter than what you'd expect. Yeah, I, I thought the Cowboys forwards were, were really dominated by the by the Rabbitohs. Um, I thought Rabbitohs forwards were far too good for them. So mm. the old expression, forwards win matches. And, yeah, I think that proved to be the case the other night. Yeah, have a look at some of those guys. Tom Burgess really uh, stepping it up. Uh, a great try, 85 total points. Jason Clark, I thought, was very good, 74. Um, George Burgess, 48. Well, you're going to take that, I think, at this time of year. It's not horrible. Chris McQueen looked good, running with a bit more gusto, 52 for him. And then you look at the playmakers, Isaac Luke, 87. He's able to get going uh, on the back of that, you know, those forwards, uh, that big momentum that Pete just mentioned. Adam Reynolds, 73, you know, kicking five five from five, you know, getting a try assist. John Sutton, unfortunately, injured, just 35 for him. Um, Greg Inglis, also injured, still got the 57. Um, he should be right, Inglis, for, for this week. We'll talk about that a bit later in the show. Um, Dylan Walker, well, that is a bit disappointing. He got that last-minute try to salvage a day, 43. But uh, it was the bigger names, um, Pete, really, for Souths getting it done. Yeah, as I, yeah, as I said, um, just, yeah, those forwards, as you said, mentioned Chris, Chris McQueen was very good, Isaac Luke as well. And, uh, yeah, it was a good all-round team performance. Not too many... Real standouts, but yeah, no, just a great all-round round performance. They've still got some tough matchups to come. Souths players probably own a few of them because they had a friendly bide draw earlier in the year, a bit of a holdover. Uh, if so, you're probably biting your nails every time that they go out to play in a very tough last three games. 
Broncos and the Dragons, not a good day um, for you, Pete. The Broncos, far too good. I thought Ben Hunt, 88, Anthony Milford, 100. Bucking the trend, usually St George, very strong against halves, not so on Friday night. They were outstanding. Dale Copley, 72. He was a, a prime recipient. You know, I thought um, Jordan Kahu was good, 54. Lachlan Miranda, 58. Darius Boyd against his old club, 66. A lot of good numbers then. And then you look at the forwards, well... Adam Blair really uh, stepping it up, 60 points as well. So he showed on the Supercoach uh, scoreboard. Corey Parker, but a bit below, 58. Um, and then the injury to Andrew McCulloch, Pete, just the 35, uh, one to watch. We're actually going to talk about hookers um, in, a, in a bit later in the show because, of course, uh, quite a few out for, for this week. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> no, McCulloch has been a, a crucial part of the Broncos' uh, system this year and has been playing... Oh, he started off early in the year playing the full 80 minutes, but uh, he's been sharing the, the role a little bit with uh, Cody Nicarima uh, on a lot of weeks recently and also Matt Parcell at one stage. So, yeah, if they've lost him, it's a, it's a big blow. It could have a, a, a flow-on effect to some of the other Broncos players as well. Meanwhile, the Dragons, Jack DeBellin, um named at halfback with Benji Marshall out. He got the 60 points. Look, he was another ball running. Board, essentially. He didn't play that role, but Gareth Witter, ball on his own, just the 28. Didn't get a lot of support from Mitch Rain, for, although Mitch Rain, thanks to 34 tackles, got to 49. Um, you know, not a good outing for St. George, but still they're, they're super coach regulars, uh, except for Whittop. Doing okay. Trent Merrin, 53. Tyson Frizzell, 59. Josh Dugan, 58. Mike Cooper, 48. And uh, Joel Thompson, 58. Pete, not a good performance, but the Dragons do have some good matchups to come. I think I think it's still time to stick solid, solid with it with a few of those super coach uh, players. Yeah, well, it's um, it's good news that that Benji has been named in the in the starting lineup this week, and so hopefully if he plays, I think it will have a, a great flow on effect. Uh, Widop was um, plays predominantly on the left for the Dragons, and that was where he stayed last week. And yeah, when that your attack is only coming from one side of the field, and the, in the modern game like that, with only one half, then it made it very easy for the Broncos. And yeah, I think DeBellin was targeted quite a bit in defence, and hence a great game by Milford. Should also mention Leeson Armour, 63. He's been really good for St George probably um, about the last four or five weeks. So one's a circle if you didn't pick him up this year for next year, I think. A couple of games are going to sort of gloss through. Um, not a lot of supercoach relevance, t- re- relevance there. Tigers and the Knights. Obviously, James Tedesco in a losing outfit, still putting up 77. You're happy if you got him. But on the flip side, Aaron Woods, the other Tigers player worth owning, just the seven because of the early injury and didn't see him back in the game. Um, for the Knights, maybe you've got Cade Snowden. You know, he got the 55 or um, Dane Gagai at 36. But hopefully, you've, you've moved on from them now. Um, and in the Panthers, Warriors. Game well, Tyrone Peachy 137. You probably don't have him. Um, tremendous performance. You're hoping he stays at 5'8 because that's where he played in that game, although he hasn't been named there for this week. But I guess we'll see what happens when they run out on the field. Um, Peachy could be one to watch for next year. Bryce Cartwright 74. If you brought him in, you ran out of trade and you thought, oh, oh after last week, well, you're back on the bandwagon there, but not so for James Seguiaro 47 which it could have been a lot worse because he came off the bench episode Coruscant 46, eating into his minutes and his supercoach numbers. And the Warriors, well, Simon Mannering, 61, you know, leading the way there. Um, unfortunately for other Warriors players, Tumalala Lalehi, uh, 49, Solomon Akata, they're um, 45. You know, you might still own these guys, but you really, 
you can't rely on them anymore, although those numbers weren't terrible. Um, still no Bodine Thompson as well would have hurt a few people. Um, Nathan Friend's 62, maybe one to, to notice with uh, Ryan Hoffman's 54. Um, I do want to go to you, Pete, for the Roosters-Eels game, um, mainly for Roosters players. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck leading the way, 101. Daniel Tupo, we're going to talk about him later on the show, 61. Um, James Maloney, 62. Jake Friend got over for a try, adding in his 40-plus tackles he makes every week, 78. Kane Evans there again, 55. Board Cordner playing really well, um, 72, back in the second row there. And um, also, uh, Jared Rehargrove, surely Pete, the best prop in the game. 93 points, got a try, a try assist, a line break, uh, and then you know, 11 hit-ups over 8 metres, 25 tackles, just a whale of a game. Yeah, no, look, I think he is the number one forward in the game. Um, not only is he, he good, makes a lot of ground, makes a lot of tackles, gets the ball away, but he's also a player that, that other players don't want to run at. Um, and so, yeah, for your matchups and so on, he's he's very um, very important player. Yeah, and you look at the props, um, you know, or the FRFs um, for Supercoach, uh, he's, he's right up there with all of them at the moment. He's producing a very high output, so uh, still very affordable too at three, you know, coming off 351. He got a bump, obviously, from this week, but um, very good. Um, if you've got him as a point of difference. Parramatta, just the one name to, to speak about. Um, Semi Rajarajara, 53. Got a try uh, and a line break to sneak in there. Doesn't look the same without Brad Takarengi. He's got a great matchup this week, so I guess we'll see um, there what happens. And Nathan Peets, well, he's gone for the year now. He did score 68, so a nice score if you still had him in your lineup to finish on, but uh, he is now out, and we're going to talk about hookers, as I mentioned earlier. Um, in our next segment, let's go on to the Raiders v the Sea Eagles. And the Raiders, once again, letting slip a game they should have won at home. And now their season is pretty much taste. Blake Austin returned to some form with 56. Um, a reasonable effort from him, a nice solo try. Jared Kennedy took over from Mitchell Bar- Barnett. He put up uh, a try himself, got to 43. Um, Paul Vaughan in there, 69, although he did hobble off late. Um, so that's one to monitor. He was named. Uh, Josh Hodgson, 62. Sean Fenson, some huge runs, 73. I tell you what, a, a point of difference there if you picked up the usually reliable Fenson. Jared Croker should mention with 45 as well. Um, and David Chillington with 56. But Pete, this is a team, uh, just what can you say about them? They are unpredictable. They, they look the goods and they just can't seem to get the wins. Yeah, it's going <clears throat> be heartbreaking for their supporters. Although, you'd have to say at the beginning of the season, a lot of people, as usual, predicting the Raiders to come last. So, has Ricky Stewart still got it as coach? You know, they've made a mistake again. But um, in horse racing parts, I think they've got a bit of a look of be on me next time, the Raiders. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're still, even with the ghost of a chance to, to make the eight, if they win their remaining games. Uh, but not only that, <clears throat> their attackers look really good this year. One of the highest-scoring teams in attacking fact. And... Um, with another off-season, I think that they'll be well on their way to, to go on further up the ladder with a few of those close games. They win two or three of those, and they're well embedded in the eight. Very yeah. disappointing, though, in terms of those games. Mm, Jack Whiten, um, maybe after a couple of good games, you had a, a pun on him, and he only managed 43. The Seagulls, look, we knew it was a good matchup for their backs. Jamie Lyon is playing outstanding rugby league on that right centre. 119 super coach points, two tries, kicking goals. You know, he missed a couple, so he could have even had a bigger score, but a massive day. Felitti Matao, outstanding as well. Um, a lot of ball play there. Unlucky just to get the 48. 
Um, Steve Maddow, 56, and Peter Hickey, 53, uh, were strong. Justin Horro, I, I thought he was outstanding. Jake Jabrovich went down early, and he got the um, 26 Supercoach points. Willie Mason, of course, already missing, and Horro really stood up to be counted. 79 Supercoach points, great effort. The halves, Kieran Foran with 49, Daly Trevins with 67 in there as well. Look, a lot of good performers here for Manly. Brett Stewart's another we should mention, 55, Pete. Um, if you've got a few of these guys now, you suddenly, you know, sort of rubbing your hands with glee because they're coming home with the wettest of wet sails. They sure are. Um, Manly looked down and out and some people were saying, oh, here comes Manly's first wooden spoon. But uh, now they've come back with a real vengeance, which is excellent. Um, you know, as you said, Jamie Lyon scoring some great points. Uh, Cherry Evans and Foran coming along nicely. And yeah, it all seems to be working out for the, yeah. for the boys over in the peninsula. Let's look at the Bulldogs-Titans game just quickly. Um, uh, Josh Jackson at the fill-in at hooker. He only got to 32. Michael Leach out for the year now, just the two points for him. So Leach own as well. Hopefully, if you're a Leach owner and you're still listening to us, you got away with it because that's a tough one to take in the Supercoach finals. Um, Brett Morris, 69. Big game. Good matchup. Curtis Rayner, 84. Continuing to get the job done. Um, David Clemmer with no Aiden Tolman got to 76. That's exciting. And in fact, Tim Brown, 71, his best game. Trent Hodkinson, 85. Um, three try assists. You know, kicked, kicked uh, four goals as well, although he missed another three. Uh, good day for Hodkinson. Greg Eastwood got in twice there, 65. James Graham, 51, was solid. Frank Pritchard, 52, was very good as well. Um, meanwhile, the Titans, well, you, you know, James Roberts hitting back with 66. Uh, Greg Bird, 66, probably the only two there. There, Pete. More, more dogs players that you, you could look at, but the Jackson at Hookham worries you a bit. It does, yeah. Well, he's not going to quite, um, you know, make the make the number of tackles and so on and, and the number of big runs that he, that he does mm. uh, so often for the Bulldogs, and particularly since Origin, he seems to have got a real, really new lease on life and um, yeah. he's been playing extra well, particularly that game against the Broncos. Um but yeah, the hooker—it shows his versatility and what a tough player he is. But yeah, not so good if you got him on super coach, unfortunately. Mm. It'll be interesting. We, we might talk about that very, very shortly when we talk about all the hookers that are, are missing, because um, there are a few for this round twenty-four. But let's just look at the Shark Storm and Tyre Bow on round twenty-three recap. Um, the Monday night game. Jack Bird, 63, came back. Paul Gallen, 75. That's probably his floor, so you're still taking that. Um, yeah, another good score. Michael Gordon, quite good with 56. And Anthony Tupo, 61. But overall, Pete, it was you know it was a nasty day for Cronulla. Um, they got well and truly beaten. Ben Barber now injured for a few weeks, just the three super coach points. Uh, and pretty much a day to forget for them. Yeah, that's right. Now they're comprehensively put back in their place by the storm. Um, who were just yeah, dominant all over the park. As you said, Michael Gordon has continued on his recent good form for the Sharks. Um, a good score there, but yeah, they're completely, they're completely dominated. And the Storm, I mean, they, they play a similar style, but Melbourne has been doing it longer, been doing it so much better. They've got a massive, uh, a massively great record against uh, Cronulla in recent times. And, and you look at some of these players, Jesse Bromwich, 92, Cameron Smith, 68, you know, even Cooper Cronk's 40, you know, playing, we're hoping he's outside men like Matt Duffy, 67, Will Chambers, 58. Yeah, these guys are really getting it done. Um, Cameron Munster, he just looks outstanding, Pete. 81 points, try, try assist. I mean, 
They're not missing Billy, Billy Slater. Can you believe it? Absolutely. You know, like people are saying, well, maybe Billy was getting too old and slow and or slowing. Um, and, uh, yeah, long come John Cameron Munster. You think, oh, he's just a silly, unless it's going to be a weakness <laughs> for the storm and be a real, you know, yeah. not going to be worth anything on Supercoach. And all of a sudden, the, your kid's playing the house down, playing with a pond like he looks like he's been there for years. Yeah, if you picked him up as a value buyer under 200000 when he first came in, were you just laughing all the way to the bank because he's become a Supercoach finals um, must-start. Another good match-up this week. I should also mention Kevin Proctor and Tohu Harris, 56 and 59, respectively. Now, Dale Finucane went off. It didn't look good. He's been named this week, and he scored 75 Supercoach points, playing major minutes and suddenly off with an injury that could be serious. So um, it's one we're going to have to keep an eye on, and you have to do so by following us at Supercoach Pros there on Twitter. Of course, Melbourne having the Monday night game again this week makes it hard to take a risk on, on a player if you are a Finucane owner. Let's um, look at the hookers now that we've, we're talking about because yeah, you've got James Seguiaro was benched. You've got you know Andrew McCulloch, surely in doubt, looked quite a quite a serious injury last Friday. Isaac Luke, he got off the char- the shoulder charge charge, um, but he did have a lifting tackle that he pled guilty to. So he is suspended for round 24. We'll be back for round 25. So he's out this week. And Michael Leach and Nathan Peets both gone for the year. Um, Pete, most supercoach owners already own Cameron Smith. But, I mean, now where do you go as hooker? Who's left? There's not many left, is there? Um, it's been it's a real dearth. Dearth of them at the moment, as we've mentioned on the show previously. Like Robbie Farrow hasn't just been hasn't been getting the points post Origin, um, even with the Tigers' reasonable form. Um, you look at the a young guy up in North Queensland who's made his debut early this year for the yeah. for the Cowboys. Anyway, uh, Jake Greenville has been going very well. Might be an option. Um, so yeah, there's an option there. Other players like um, Mitch, Mitch Rain and Jake Friend aren't really that consistently high scorers with Supercoach. Try hard players, but not really. Decent flaws, but they don't have the ceilings yeah. of a Jake Granville or, you know, the, the other guys we we mentioned, at least Seguiaro and, and, and McCulloch. That's right. Um, also, um, yeah, there's, there's other players like them, like Matt Ballam is another one in a similar mould that you'd mm. think would be a massive scorer, but it isn't. Um, yeah, so maybe you need to think a little bit outside the box for that and maybe perhaps have a look at someone with some versatility. Um, someone like, for example, Blake Austin can play hooker. Yep. Um, also, um, Moses Mbai could be another option, particularly for the Bulldogs. Yep. He, filled, he filled in a bit of hooker last week, actually, um, coming out of dummy half. Um, so that could be another option as well. Yeah, that's an interesting one that you mentioned, Moses Zembai. If we have a look at his last few weeks, um, you know, a big good matchup in round 25. He predicted to go up to 66. And then the Warriors in round 26 only predicted to get 40. But, um, you know, the Warriors have really tapered off. So, you, you know, you could, could sort of add another 50% or so to that. Just this round a bit tougher. But certainly if you um, if you need a hooker and, and Maybe you're already through this week. Maybe you've got to buy. That would help with Moses M. Buy. Oh, look, I think Jake Granville, you mentioned him first of all. Definitely from a predictor um, standpoint, you know, he, he looks like the best option. If you're looking at a point of difference, um, maybe you have to go for a gun half. Uh, maybe you're a Jackson Hastings owner. 
and you can plop him in, into hooker and, and not play him from the bench and pick up a James Maloney, a Daly Cherry Evans, Cooper Cronk, Gareth Widdop, they're all higher um, rated than Granville heading home, who is the second best hooker up, um, just ahead of Isaac Luke, um, at least from the last two games. Luke, of course, not playing this game. I think Andrew McCulloch with the fitness cloud, I think that's a tough one now. And Blake Austin, look, could be a point of difference. Unfortunately, the Raiders now out at finals contentions. So that makes that tough as well. Um, look, overall, Cameron Smith, Jake Granville, we can't really go wrong. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Uh, we do it each and every week. We're doing it on Wednesdays for the Supercoach Final Special Editions. Only a couple of weeks left to go. If you've got this far, you're doing well. You can still tweet us at Supercoach Pros there for um, information. We're going get, to get to your tweets now. Um, and, of course, on the website, you can look at the game recaps, the stuff we've gone through now. You can look at the... Um, Supercoach previews for the upcoming round, upgrades, downgrades, Pete's profits, all there at www.supercoachpros.com. Let's have a look at what Wombat81 uh, tweeted us. Daniel, is Daniel Tupo a legit point of difference? Well, it's a tough one round. This round against Brisbane, very difficult. Um, only predicted to get to 38. 69 and 48 for his final two rounds. Much better matchups, um, but it... At 340,000, I'm almost thinking Pete Josh Dugan at 367,000. If you can get him in instead, he plays dual position, fullback, centre, and winger. You know, scores a 64, 76, and 56 to finish up from a predictor standpoint. Um, still a point of difference. Um, you know, Dugan, even when the Saints don't go well, like last week, still putting up a good score. He did. He, he looked the most threatening of the Dragons, and um, he's been very good for <clears throat> in terms of Supercoach this year. Uh, he's been injecting himself into the back line really well. Has really showed his versatility, actually. Um, I think a lot of people expected him to miss a lot of game time through through injury and so on, but he hasn't at all. He's been extremely reliable, and um, they've got some good matchups up against some, some lower-placed teams in the coming weeks, so you expect Dugan to perform very well. Yeah, Stephen Rostivsky writes to us at Stephen underscore Risto, DCE captain over JT. Now, that's an interesting one. Um, look, there's a golden rule, I guess, when you get the Supercoach finals is that, you know, would you rather lose playing your best player, the guy that's took, you know, got you this far um, and him having an off night, or can you handle that loss over what if you lose because you didn't play him? So depends on your, on your matchup, I guess, what I'm trying to say. If you bench Jonathan Thurston for Daly Cherry Evans and Thurston goes and gets 100-plus, can you live with that decision? Cherry Evans has got a great matchup against the Eels. We still don't know what's going to happen. We still don't know, even if Manly get in front, yeah, too far in front, it could happen. Um, we've got Cherry Evans getting to 68, Thurston 58. So, look... Definitely it's on, but I would still err on the side of caution. I wouldn't be making JT captain this week, but I'd be looking at Paul Gallon. I'd be looking at, you know, def- Gallon definitely, maybe not so much Corey Parker. He's got a tough matchup as well. Maybe not so much Roger Tuivasa-Shek because he's got a tough matchup. But, um, look, if you're, any time that you're likely to, to um, not, Let's not say likely to lose, but if the odds are against you in your matchup and you need a point of difference, this is what 
the predictor can do for you. And it does say Terry Evans' matchup is good enough and Thurston's is tough enough to make that happen. But I'd be very wary, particularly against the Warriors, the Cowboys coming off two losses, be very wary gambling against Jonathan Thurston this week. I still think he's in the top sort of three to five of the big names, especially considering the tough matchups for guys like Parker and Tuvasa Shek. So, Stephen, uh, the predictor says yes, but we say with a big caution. If Thurston's got you this far, maybe he's the guy to take you all the way. All right, let's take a quick look now at the um, games for this week. Look, doing the games now on a Wednesday from now to the end of the year, we won't have the same late mail information um, that we do have, but we can still go through a lot of stuff for you. Now, Pete, you're hearing uh, Benji Marshall not likely to play, even though he's been named. Yeah, I'm a little suspicious. We, I've got a couple of different sources, and uh, although he's been named, it's a hamstring injury, and, you know, there's not too many players these days that come back from a hammy after one week. Mm. I know the Dragons were <clears throat> very restricted without him last week, but, um, yeah, I've, I've really got my suspicions that he, he won't play tomorrow night. That's a, and particularly a night game, that's often not a good idea to come back from any sort of hamstring top injury in a night game where it's where it's so cold that you don't really warm up. It's it a gives ma- a much higher chance of re-damaging it. So it's keep a- an eye for late changes with that, certainly. Yeah, at Supercoach Pros. If you follow us on Twitter, we're going to tweet out before each and every game, of course. Look, it's a, it's a massive game for St. George. So Benji... Gareth Widdop plays so much better with him. It's lucky in a way it's your first game. If you're the owner of St. George players, you can hear, you know, follow us on Twitter. You can see Benji's playing. Right, I can trust guys like Gareth Widdop, who's predicted to go well. Josh Dugan. If he's not playing, then maybe your temporary expectations. I think Dugan's still a start. Widdop's the dangerous one. Jack DeBellin, you surely won't be playing in that role again that he did last week. You call him halfback, whatever you want to call him. Look, he's got a good matchup, so you're hoping he just gets to do his thing. Same with Tyson Frizzell and Trent Merritt. Uh, Penrith, look, don't be shocked. Tyron Peachy's been named back in the back row. Don't be shocked if he plays 5-8 in the end. Um, it's tough to sort of play anyone here. James Seguiara off the bench, unless Apisai Coruscant's um, late exclusion. I think that's a tough one. Bryce Cartwright, you could probably play. Um, look, a lot, a lot of... Um, People are on the Panthers here. This is this is a this is a tough one for sure. Um, Supercoach wise, also tough. Maybe you're trying to steer clear. Let's look at the Rabbitohs and the Bulldogs now. Isaac Luke, as we mentioned earlier, out. So is Luke Keary. Look, good matchups for Greg Inglis. And if John Sutton plays, Sutton's been named at five eighth, but Cody Walker is named on the bench. Uh, we're getting suspicions that Walker will come in and Sutton won't be able to play. Adam Reynolds, sixty two. Uh, predicted points, you know, probably also worth a go. Tougher for the forwards. Um, yeah, it's a tough matchup against the Bulldogs, um, who themselves have issues with Michael Leach out. Damien Cook named a hooker. Maybe Josh Jackson goes there, there. That puts pay to his upside, even if he's only there for 20 minutes or so. Brett Morris gets downgraded. You're still probably going to play him. Um, David Clemmer and James Graham, even Sam Cassiano could be good choices. No Adam Tolman. Um, most sent by a tough one. I know we mentioned him earlier, but this week, definitely tough. Sharks, Tigers, um, Paul Gallon, I, as I said um, a bit earlier, he's the guy for, for mine for a good captain option. Great up, 
upgrade against the poor Tigers team who do get back Marty to power. I think if Aaron Woods does play, was injured last last week earlier in the game, didn't come back. I think they both could be strong in a game that you know might have some points in it. A day game, uh, West Tigers might play that a bit attacking footy that, that's been working well for them the past three weeks. James Tedesco definitely, um, you know, great uptick for him too. Uh, Warriors and Cowboys, Bodine Thompson's supposed to be back. It's very hard to get anywhere but Simon Mannering there, whereas um, the Cowboys, look, we mentioned Jonathan Thirsty, Thurston, <laughs> Jonathan Thurston with um, 60 points. Uh, that's the predictor, having him at 60. Look, he could go higher than that, you know. Against the Warriors, the Warriors, have they given up? That's the question. Jason Tamalolo, Jake Granville, or Ethan Lowe are all in there. Unfortunately, Gavin Cooper uh, is out with a facial injury for this week, should be back next week. Um, but I think a lot of Cowboys, you know, maybe small risk, but the Warriors, the way they're playing, pro- probably worth starting. Roosters Broncos, such a tough matchup for both teams. Look, you've got to play your stars. Corey Parker, Andrew McCulloch, as long as he play, plays, of course. Roger Tuivasa-Shek, but don't expect too much. Two players that should do all right, James Maloney and Mitchell Pearce, they actually get upgrades. I know Brisbane uh, did a great job in shutting down Gareth Widdop uh, last week, but still James Maloney and Mitchell Pearce should be um, should do well. They've got good matchups. So Maloney, maybe he's an opportunity to go for captain this week. Um, Jerry Hargrove's not, you know, a small downtick. Look, he should be safe. Uh, Jake Friend's in there as well. Um, with a small downtick, the, you know, the Broncos, I'm not sure about Anthony Milford and Ben Hunt. I'm, you know, we've seen him have some low games, and this is a very tough matchup, so I'd be very cautious with him. Um, Titans Raiders, not a lot to see here. Gold Coast, you really don't want anybody. The Raiders, uh, it's going to be hard to predict. Sean Fenson should be safe. Jack Whiten gets a massive uptick. Um, but will Canberra drop the ball, or will they come out? You know, all guns blazing. Very difficult to predict two teams not in Supercoach contention. And um, looking at the other two games, Seagulls and Eels, I think that Daly Cherry Evans, you know, is a great option, as we mentioned earlier. Same with Jamie Lyon. Even Brett Stewart in there. Um, Parramatta, Semi-Rad Rider gets a huge uptick. But just a matter of whether he can sort of do it when Parramatta, you know are really falling away. He's losing a lot of his partners in crime. No Brad Takarangi, now no Nathan Peets. You know, obviously losing Chris Sando early in a year. I think it's going to be a bit tough for him. And the Storm Knights, great matchup for Blake Green. Huge uptick for him. Cameron Munster, huge uptick. You know, Cooper Cronk, huge uptick. Cameron Smith and Jesse Bromwich, Tohu Harris and Will Chambers. You can play them all with confidence. Um, it's going to be tough to pick any. Uh, Newcastle players there and in a pretty tough matchup. But look, New- the Knights have a good record against Melbourne, so you just never know, Pete. I mean, they beat them in what in the finals only a few years ago to, to get to a qualifying final. That's right. Yeah, they traditionally, if they don't beat them, they usually go very close, um, which is strange considering the you know, relative positions of the team teams on the table over the last few years. It, maybe just the, their playing style. I'm not sure what it is, but um, yeah. Um, the Knights will be very happy with their first win under Danny Badiris last week. And they'll go down there with um, and show plenty of heart, I'm sure. But I don't think they'll be able to stick with the with the Storm long term. If you've got a couple of Knights players in your team, they may well be worth uh, sticking to for this game. 
And you're really hoping that, you know, if it is a closer game than we expect, at least some points are scored and therefore super coach points. Because Monday night, uh, you don't want it all riding on Monday night. But look, it's super coach finals time. If you've got this far, you're doing very well. We're trying to get you over the line, over the bump, into that top four. It's the first week of sudden death. You know, you lose, you're gone. So we hope, hopefully we've given you some information. You know, we lost Ryan before the start of the show. Pete has uh, battled through an illness. Thanks, Pete. That's that's all we're going to go with. But uh, hopefully we've given you some useful information. Pete, uh, rest up for next week. We'll talk to you then. Oh, thank you, Paul. And, yeah, hopefully next week I'm not sounding like Tommy Rodonikus. <laughs> We should have the full uh, team back on deck. But, of course, we'll be tweeting out all through the weekend before each and every game um, there with the final team lineups there at Supercoach Pro, Supercoach P-R-O-S. And don't forget to log on to the website, www.supercoachpros.com, for those all-important um, Supercoach previews and all the other information on there as well. I am Paulie G. We'll talk to you next week uh, for another edition of the Roundtable Podcast. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week.